time for VidPow Tube Talk, everyone's favorite podcast for video marketing tips. Brought to you by VidPow. My name is Dane Golden from Hey.com, and today we have Tommy Traffic. How are you today, Tommy? I am great. Couldn't be better. Finally have you on. I don't think we've ever had you on this podcast, have we? I don't think so. That is that is a real big shame. Um, okay. So tell us what you do, Tommy. I help companies, uh, you know, buy customers and scale with paid advertising. That's my, that's kind of my thing, man. And I first met you at Vid Summit, Daryl Eves Vid Summit, where you've spoken several times. And year in, year out, I am continually astounded and taking an hour full of notes every time you speak. Um, <laughs> and so always learn something. And today. Um, Tell us what you're what you're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, just we, you and I were talking a little earlier about uh, you know a scaling technique uh, in terms of like alternate intros is what what we call it, uh, but it's not necessarily exactly what you think it is, generally speaking. So I think we'll get into the nitty gritty of like what it really is and and, and really a, a better understanding of how to actually execute it. So with with TrueView paid pre-roll ads, Correct. how do you tweak the intro of the video for best conversion and scaling a campaign? Absolutely. And it works for in-display as well. So any, and it works for Facebook as well. So so any video ad, so whether it's a, a like comes up in the search engine, Correct. Or, or if it's in your Facebook feed, this technique uh, sounds sounds really helpful. So, how do you get started? Yeah, so I think primarily there is a little bit different in the strategy. So, my goal was kind of just to focus on the pre-roll side of it, but it can it does work generally speaking any type of video advertising. But I think if we, you know, to keep the the, the thing you know short. We'll just focus on maybe like just in stream. Okay, let's focus on that. So what? So, do, so what do you do? So in essence, uh, you know what we do, we test a lot, right? And uh, a lot of people that want to work with me, typically, uh, not always, but typically, you know, they want to scale. They want to spend, you know, six figures a month, you know, type of stuff. That's and, a lot, right? So. Uh, you know, not always, right? And everybody we work with doesn't necessarily is at that level. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of what I've gotten known for kind of in our space, uh, you know, working with large, bigger budgets. And, and, you know, some of my clients that I've helped, you know, really just, you know, skyrocket their businesses or whatever. That's what people kind of come for. So so we've, you know, been through kind of these iterations of, of how we actually go about doing that. And, you know, it kind of starts out where it's really about finding the messaging that resonates with your audience first. So we're typically going to be testing a lot of different messages to these audiences to find what resonates and what actually will drive conversions. And then we execute uh, as a, as a, you know, inch wide, you know, mile deep strategy where we kind of go to, the alternate intros uh, as a way to kind of like, you know, iterate on what 
messaging we know that's kind of already working to so, figure out if we can play around with other things with that. So this is, you know, the basic term is A-B testing, and then if you have a lot of different versions you're testing of ads, it's right. multivariate testing, right? Correct. Correct. So how many, it, how many times should you test it? How do you know how many times to test something? So it starts out primarily, though, is you got to find a message that works first. And so, um, you know, a lot of times people want to, you know, they'll create a video and they'll run an ad and it doesn't work. And it's like, oh, video ads don't work. And it's like, you know, it doesn't work. You know, well, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you put one video out there, it probably won't. So our whole strategy is around um, uh, increasing success rate and lowering failure rate. Right. Mm -hmm. So the more things you test the more likely you'll find a winner. You, pro but, you probably you probably start with some best practices of things you think. Absolutely. You already know by experience some things are going to work. So you start with those, and Correct. then you have a series of variables for the messaging. Correct. So, for example, in, um, in, in the uh, health niche, uh, there's a lot of different conversations you can have to people in that audience. And it really kind of depends on what are you selling? Is it, you know, product service, um, you know, whatever it is. Um, then you kind of got to break down the messages that are relevant to my, so relevance is key, right? Mm -hmm. So we may go with dieting. We may go with, you know, weight loss, belly fat, um, you know, metabolism, you know, you got like all of these kind of uh, subcategories of, health that you may be able to wrap around whatever you're selling so those so that's how we kind of start out with coming up with ideas around the type of videos that we want to create mm -hmm. to see if we can get them to resonate in the market and then create a message that's relevant with what we're offering them so when you talk about intros to these videos how long is a general video and how long is the part you consider an intro so that's the thing about the intro piece. It doesn't really have, it doesn't matter how long or short the video is because the goal, the, the, the way, it, the reason why this strategy has worked so well for me is I don't think about it at a surface level, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a broad level in terms of like, okay, I'm just starting out something. This is more of down the line when I went through those iterations of all of those different subcategories I kind of went through, mm -hmm. trying to find that messaging that hits. So maybe it's belly fat is the word, is the thing that, you know, when we have these belly, you know, we hit the belly fat, it's like, okay, this, uh, this message looks like it may be a better message. How can we create more videos around belly fat, right? And then we kind of go into that and it's like, okay, we're owning something here. You've done a ton of testing beforehand uh, and research on, on specific topics and keywords and subjects yep. that are going to win. But then after you've done that and, and constructed the majority of the video and, and, and even played around with that a few times, for the, for the intro, now you have different amount of times based on different platforms how long you have uh, for, before people click off. So how long do you have on Facebook versus 
you know, YouTube in-stream pre-roll? Uh, it varies. I mean, it really just depends on the, um, you know, the video. I have videos on Facebook that go as long as 10 minutes. No. Some of them are only you know, one minute. I have videos in the stream right now running that are nine minutes long. Yes, are, but the... But the you know, intro, but the intro, you only have oh, a yeah, few seconds. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the, yeah, well, so that's what happens. So once we find the video, maybe it's a three-minute video or if it's a yeah. seven-minute video, yeah. the key is, does that video actually drive conversion? And then when we go and do the alternate intro piece, that is where we're finding, because we know, and you probably know this, the first, you know, 10 to 15 seconds is the most critical time in the video, regardless right. of what follows it. Right. So once you found kind of like the the bread and butter of, you know, video itself, then you go and do the alternate intros where you might slice them up, you know, the first 10 seconds. We may create three to five different initial 10-second intros in front of that video, and then we then take that same video and just create five versions of it only with the first 10 seconds changed out. And then we go through iterating that process. And usually what happens, if you go through it a couple of times, you'll find that intro that really just pops. And because you know the meat and the potatoes of the video is already proven, it just can take it into another stratosphere. But, but so what types of variables do you test? Do you test, you know, if there's a person speaking? Yep. At the, like I'm, all, I'm always big on people saying you when they speak to, uh, in the first few seconds. I've found that that is better. But right. um, is it have to be a face? Do you focus on a product first? Do you decide how close they are to the camera or the background? What are the types of variables you pick? It's a, it's it can you know a person in the video. Uh, it could be objects. It could be bloopers. It could be. Just a wide range of, of, of ideas. It's really a creative thing, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a very creative dude. <laughs> uh, so I have to really lean on, like, the writers and stuff for them to, like, get really creative. Because mm -hmm. my primary thing is from a conversion standpoint, I want to know that we have an asset that converts, that actually gets people, you know, we run an ad, we get people where we want them to go, they actually convert, on, you know, on some level. And so then when we figured a lot of that out with these intros, I really lean a lot on like the writers and people that I work with to just get creative of, you know, let's just think of some out of the box stuff that most other people aren't doing that we could be testing. Uh, we had one video where like, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the powder stuff just like poofed all up in the guy's face is green all over him. You know, just all kind of just weird stuff. And really, those weren't my ideas. They were the, my thing is to empower the creative minds to mm -hmm. say, you know, we need something. We need multiple relevant intros to this proven video that we know that can drive sales. But in order for us to scale it, we know that first 10 to 15 seconds, we're trying to find that right fit there. And we may go through, you know, a bunch of different iterations. So these guys just come up with wacky ideas and we're testing. Right. So, you know, it does. It's not even about an exact science. It's just like ideas because you're testing them. I've already. But by the time I get to that point, we've already found the meat and potatoes of the message. Yes. We're just trying to get that little extra 
because all it is is just that little extra boost that can just put you where you can put it in front of the audience and so many more people resonate with it. Now you're getting more eyeballs to stick to pay attention to the meat and potatoes that we've proven Got it. in this audience. You get it? So, so you're, you're coming from a numbers perspective. You're, Absolutely. you're focused on, you know, what can get X percent higher conversion rate. And you've already solved the part about the main body of the video. And the intro is, what can I get this particular niche audience to pay attention to long enough to get to the meat and potatoes and then stay? Yes. And creative people love it because, you you know, we, we're, we're conversion and numbers focused. But a lot of time when you do too much of that, creative people, you, you'll suffocate their creativity like that. Mm-hmm. So by having this extra element, it, 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 you know, they love it and it works great for me because from a, a testing perspective, I know that I need to test things and I kind of give them a rope to just kind of do, you know, just like, just be creative with it, you know, but it has to be relevant to what we're doing. And they love that because they get to really allow their creative juices to flow. And it's a big win like that. Whereas in the past, you know, historically, we wasn't always very creative friendly because it was like the numbers and the data and converts and da 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 da. And, co- and creative people don't always want to hear that. You know what I'm Stifles saying? They just want- yeah, exactly. You know. Well, so I got two questions. Um, one is, you know, from a from a Facebook versus um, YouTube perspective. So with particularly with Facebook, but also with YouTube. When you put a multivariate test out there, you put the same thing with five different versions in the same campaign, the algorithm will decide for you which one is better. How do you give it enough length? Do you try to run them as entirely separate campaigns with a specific, so that they're not, so that, so that the, um, within the same campaign, a winner isn't decided too soon? How soon is too soon? We split them in ad sets. So we'll do, let's say we got three versions we want to test to the same audience. We'll put one ad in one ad set and put another ad in another ad set in another ad. So we'd have three ad sets mm-hmm. with a different ad in each running to the same audience. So that, A, we do get the value of the algorithm, but we don't give the algorithm complete um, you know, cause sometimes the algorithm won't favor conversion as much as it'll favor engagement. And there's a balance between the two, right? You, you kind of have to have, it has to convert in order for us to get a return on the money that we're spending. Right. So these guys want me to spend more of it, but at the same time, it has to be engaging because Facebook isn't going to give you, you know, your ad probably isn't going to do that well if it, if it doesn't. So so it's a balance between keeping some control over what we're testing while also kind of allowing the algorithm to kind of do what it does. But, you know, typically what will happen, you'll, we'll, we'll be able to, from a numbers perspective, we'll determine which ad set is, you know, which ad is actually the better one. And then we'll, 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 we'll then allow that one to, you know, run or we can then take it and maybe put it in front of another audience or whatever the case may be, because the goal then is to go wide, you know, to go broad. Right. When we find something, we want to go broad with it and we want to open it up 
to a bigger audience. That's how you really scale. You got to have a larger audience size. So, 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 um, so as, if I'm hearing you right, you'll do three different ad sets to compare three different uh, uh, intros to the same video. Right. Same audience, same time of day, same amount. Everything. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a traditional A-B test. The only thing that's different is the intro, and this is the same goes for in-stream on YouTube as well. It's by ad groups. So it'd be three different ad groups targeting the same audience, same device, whatever it is, right? Like, like I can't target desktop and mobile separately with a different ad that I'm testing against each other, right? So everything has to be the same, and only one variable can be changed if you're really true doing a true test but what uh, is, for that specifically. But what is when you look at the metrics and the, the results um, and you, you're comparing two factors, it sounds like, both the length of time that they're watching or maybe some other likes or shares or things like that, and then you're also looking at how many clicks to the offer or are you looking f- not just clicks but actually purchasing the offer how what are the what are the variables you need to consider well the primary thing we want to we look at is is is, re- is revenue um okay. so i use something called revenue based tracking um and that's really we're tracking based on the revenue so i don't care which one gets more clicks than the other i want the one that's going to generate me the most revenue or give me a better Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not that's that's kind of like Facebook algorithm, you know, kind of stuff or whatever. And I mean, there's not anything wrong with looking at those numbers because we do look at them. But we primarily is basing it on which one is going to give us a better return. Uh, and that's really what it boils down to. So uh, it's not always as easy to get done. And it's really not a zero sum game. But at its core, we're trying to isolate as many variables as possible to focus on the few. Because, you know, if you don't, if if I got two or three different things that I'm testing at the same time, how do I really know which one had the most impact as it relates to the specific metric that I'm that determines success? Right now, will you will you um, do this? Like weeks ahead of a campaign, day before, and will you ever actually do it after the campaign's been going for a while? Will you say, you know what, let's test that other variable at minute one, you know, when we when that guy jumps out of the airplane or something like that? Yeah, the beauty of testing is you always need to be doing it. So um, the thing is, like I said, it's all about first, do you have a message with the meat and potatoes of that message that actually resonates with your audience, uh, that with a, with a large broad size audience, even because we're talking about scale. I mean, if I'm just purely, you know, uh, wanting to, you know, niche it down and really be targeted, then maybe you don't do these, you know, maybe, you know, you'll adjust based on that, but I'm really going after scale. I mean, you know, a lot of times I'm with people that want to spend five thousand, ten thousand dollars a day. Mm-hmm. I can't That's be, I can't be, you know, worried about a fifty dollar a day ad. You know, that's super targeted and all of this stuff. We're trying to find that message that has the meat and potatoes to a broad size audience, where then we can do different things to iterate around that 
where we can get a better lift, if you will, for that message. And so when we're doing these tests, that's basically what we're trying to, we're trying to get a lift with that, with the, with that creative and a broad sense that drives, you know, revenue, because that's what we're looking at. Did you say, did you say that you considered that the intro to be the first 10 or 15 seconds? Is that what you said or? Typically, you know, short, a minute long video, you're probably talking five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of, you know, obviously with YouTube specifically, you know, that's, you got five seconds before they, you know, skip it. So, but, but, but usually, yeah, 10 to 15 seconds is, is where we're kind of at when we're talking about like alternate intros, uh, as it relates to like, you know, a scaling technique where you found that meat and potatoes message. And now we're just going to switch out like the first 10 or 15 seconds and iterate through that. So, yeah, I mean, even if it's a, two-minute, five-minute video. I mean, roughly speaking, it's not always exactly that, but generally speaking, yeah, about 10 to 15 seconds. Well, Tommy Traffic, you have delivered for this podcast um, something we haven't really covered before ever, I don't think, and valuable stuff. And after I, after uh, after we produce this, I'm going to listen to it again because uh, it's good stuff, and, and I really appreciate you being on. What, um, where can people find you and, and more about your services and maybe even uh, learn a little bit more of your techniques? TommyTraffic.com, uh, like my name, Tommy, T-O-M-M-I-E, mm-hmm. Traffic.com. Um, you can find me there. I'm at Facebook, Tommy Traffic. I'm at Twitter, whatever else it is out there, right? Uh, that's how you'll find me. Just search Tommy Traffic and you'll find me. And can they network with you at Vid Summit this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm expecting this to be the best Vid Summit that, that ever before. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to. It. I'm excited about it. Awesome. Um, so my name's Dane Golden. I'm at Dane Golden everywhere, or find me on Hey.com. I help businesses manage their YouTube channels. Um, and also uh, check out Jeremy Vest. Uh, he's at VidPowBam on Twitter or at VidPow.com. Uh, VidPow offers uh, great channel management and sales videos for businesses. Uh, until next week, keep talking to Thanks for listening to this episode of Tube Talk. Want to help grow Tube Talk? Please share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Questions? Comments? Email them to us at tubetalk at vidpow.com.